you know, to begin this podcast, I thought it would be neat to start it wearing an Indiana Jones hat and maybe a whip, but I couldn't find any of those things. So I think it would be better off just playing a little Indiana Jones theme music. Yeah. That's about right. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take. It's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take. Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. That's the word picture I like to use to describe life without faith in Jesus Christ. It makes all the difference in the world between hope and inspiration and negativity and despair. I wanted to play that music because it ties into the uh, news article that I'm going to be sharing with you in this podcast. Before I do that, and I keep forgetting, you know, I get so wrapped up, I want to get going here. I want to let you know my take can be ca- caught. You can, you can listen to my take on the following platforms. Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, Spotify is uh, different in the sense that you can go there to catch the video uh, part of uh, or the video of this podcast. The rest are just audio. Now, I don't have much to work with. I'm working with what God gave me, but we're putting it out there. If you are a visual person, you know, people learn differently. Catch it on Spotify. And thank you for being a part of the My Take family. Also, let me tell you, I always forget this, but the email. If you want to get in touch with me, let me know what you think about the podcast. If you want to share any interesting news articles that you find that could be used here, mytakemc at gmail.com. We are here basically to provide a little levity, to provide even more important than that, just some Bible wisdom. I don't know if you're a churchgoer. I don't know you know, how close you are or or how much you are involved with with things regarding God and church. But this podcast is an attempt to connect with you, to reach out to you, to invite you to get, you need to get a little bit closer to this God. You need to get to know this God a little bit better. Your life will never be the same again. All right, let's get into it. I have a article here about something that recently happened, and it's just interesting. It brings up some different thoughts. And the article, and I I mean, got, got my cheaters. I got to get my cheaters out. I'm at that age. I, I hate to admit that. Um, I, in my mind, I think I'm 16, but uh, my body says, uh, no. All right. Uh, just recently, in the Netherlands, the National Archives of the Netherlands released a bunch of documents from World War II. Now, these were sealed. Uh, you know, it's it's common that governments will take papers related to historical events and seal them for a certain amount of years, and then they release them later on. So these these were from 1945. So what's that? That that's 50. That's about 75 years. So these these documents were sealed for about 75 years by the government of the Netherlands and recently released. And these had to do. These were Nazi documents. These were documents from World War II. One of the documents that has caught the attention of people who were looking over them was something that they found was a map. That's right, a Nazi treasure map. This map was drawn up in 1945. It appears that, uh, obviously, when when it was clear that the Germans were going to lose the war, the Nazis were 
Uh, many of them were trying to escape, trying to, you know, uh, look out for themselves, so to speak, trying because they knew what would happen once they would were caught. But on their way out, many of these soldiers supposedly began to loot on their way out, taking treasure with them. Well, here's a story here, a document that they found that says that a group of German soldiers who were fleeing, they buried a cache of gold, silver, jewels, and watches and other riches somewhere near the Dutch village of Omerin. And I don't know if I'm saying the name Omerin correctly. Omerin, Omeri, I, I think it's Omerin. I believe that's how you pronounce it. But in the Netherlands, in the village of Omerin, somewhere around there, on their way out, they buried $19 million worth of, of treasure. As I said, this treasure came from uh, things that they had taken along the way. One specific bank, I believe, that was in the village of Omerin was attacked, was burned down, and, and some believe that it was burned down to cover the fact that the place was looted. Well, as you can imagine, when news got out, when news got out of this treasure map, well, what do you think a bunch of people began to do? Everybody that was interested, every treasure hunter, everyone who had this dream of finding a treasure, put on their Indiana Jones hat, put on their little leather satchel, grabbed the whip and their six-shooter. Yeah, I'm kidding. But they took off to the Netherlands and began with their metal detectors trying to find this treasure. Now, ever since the document has come out, there have been people searching the woods around the village of Omerin. They even, and, and this is part of the story that I'm a little bit, you know, it, it almost makes me wonder if this is really a story as I was reading it, because um, one of the soldiers who was fleeing, his name is Helmut S. That's, all, that's the only way he is described here. Um, I believe Helmut is his first name. Uh, Helmut was one of the soldiers that was there, he says, when they buried the treasure. But the thing that he says here that, that I find interesting is that he says that what they did is they buried $19 million worth of treasure under the root under the roots of a poplar tree now this is the part of the story which makes me a little dubious unbelieving skeptical um how much space do you think 19 million dollars worth of silver gold watches and other things how much space do you think that would take how big of a hole would you not need to dig to bury that kind of treasure? I think it would have to be pretty big. I'm I'm talking I'm talking Raiders of the Lost Ark, big. I'm talking uh, what else is out there? Uh, Nicholas Cage did a, a movie many many years ago called National Treasure. I'm talking that kind of big, nineteen million dollars worth of treasure. That's not going to be one little box. You understand? It's going to be something really big. So as I was reading this story, you know, I, I kind of got into it because, to be honest, I'm, I get excited about this stuff too. Hidden treasure, people searching. I mean, you think that we're so civilized these days that that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore. And here's a story. This is great. I, I, I kind of was imagining myself searching for this treasure. But then I got to this part and said, ah, come on. That alone should make you a little bit skeptical as to whether or not this is even true. You know, I, have you ever been on a treasure hunt? Have, th think about what it takes to go on a treasure hunt. 
I have I have a friend who just reached I'm, and this is not, I'm not making this up for this podcast. I'm I'm telling you this actually happened. I have a friend who just recently called me and he told me that he is in the planning stages of putting together a group to go search for Noah's Ark. That's right, Noah's Ark, the the Ark of the Bible. The 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 Bible tells the story of of Noah who was told by God that he had had enough, that he was going to destroy the world with a flood, but he wanted Noah to build an ark to be able to save the animals and save his family and 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 assuming anyone else who wanted to be faithful to be able to repopulate the earth. We know it's believed that Noah's Ark is somewhere in Turkey. It landed in Turkey on, on the mountains of Ararat. And there are some places where it's people have reported to have found it already. And there are, I think, two basic locations. But this gentleman, this friend of mine, he wants to go see it with his own eyes. There are some challenges with going because it's, a, it's not necessarily a safe place to be. And so he was talking to me about his plans and what he was doing. And he said, hey, um, I want to take some like-minded Christians with me. Are you interested? <laughs> well, you don't have to ask me twice. I said, absolutely. Let me know. Uh, I'm, I, I'm willing to do that. But do you understand what it means? If you're going to decide to take on a search, a treasure, and by the way, if I go, if I go, I am absolutely going to be buying an Indiana Jones hat. Absolutely. I might not look good in it, but I don't care. I, I got to do that. Uh, I, I, well, I don't want to. I don't want to divert. But that that the idea of searching for something hidden, something valuable, something that's just something that's old, something like Noah's Ark. That Noah's Ark has got to be a few thousand years, almost five thousand years old. Anyways, I, I digress. I, I see. I I, I got. Let me go back. Let me go back to this story here. The idea of hunting for treasure. I want to. I want to share a couple of things here. Nineteen million dollars worth of loot. Um, what would you be willing to do to search for this treasure? What would you be willing to sacrifice for this treasure? Why even go on a hunt for this treasure? What? What's What's the value in finding this? Well, of course, it's it's what $19 million could do for you. Although I have to tell you that the government has made it clear, anyone who finds this treasure has to return it to the Dutch government because they're going to give it to its rightful owner. So that kind of takes the wind out of your sails. But even still, just being able to say you found something that was buried over 70 years ago, there's some value in that as well. As I was reading this article, the thought came to me about what the Bible has to say regarding treasure. Now, we often refer to treasure as, as gold. We, we refer to treasure as um, money. You know, the idea being that if you find it, your troubles are over. Your life will be completely changed. Well, there are a couple of stories that came to me from the Bible, and I want to share with you real quickly here. Someone came up to Jesus once, and Luke records this in Luke chapter 12. Someone came up to Jesus, and they said to him, Lord, I want you to talk to my brother to tell him to share the inheritance with me. In other words, someone got an inheritance, and one of the siblings wanted 
quote unquote, their fair share. And Jesus counseled them and he says, you know, do not, don't, don't, well, Jesus said to them this. He, he said, take care and be on your guard against all covetousness because one's life does not consist in the abundance of possessions. Basically, he was saying, look, and, and you can read it, Luke uh, chapter 12, verse 15 to 21, but he basically does this as, look, what, you are worried too much about wealth and the things of this world. And he begins to tell the story. He says, a rich man who was being blessed, his crops were growing, and and his land, uh, the, the things that he owned were increasing. And he says, you know, what am I going to do with all this increase? I know. I'm going to build bigger barns. I'm going to build bigger holding pens to hold all of my treasure, and I'm just going to relax and enjoy myself. But then Jesus says, but then the next day he died. And now who will all that treasure belong to? The point he was making is we should not be putting so much focus on earthly treasure because it's fleeting, because it doesn't last, because you cannot take it with you. Treasure in the eyes of heaven means something different. Um, in Matthew 6, these are again, these are the words of Jesus. This is his advice when it comes to treasure. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth or rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. So Jesus' advice is, look, don't spend your life trying to build up treasure here on earth, but rather treasure up in heaven. The thing is, if you're not a, a, a deep Bible student, you, it's hard to understand what, it, what does he mean by that? How do I build up treasure in heaven? I mean, is it, like, is it like if I'm a good person, if I do something nice for someone today, will Jesus take a coin, a gold coin, and put it in my piggy bank in heaven? And every time I do something nice, he puts a piggy bank, a, a little gold coin in my piggy bank. And sometimes if I do something wrong, he takes a cold gold coin out. And then when I get to heaven, I'm going to be able to take the heavenly hammer and smash that piggy bank, and I'll be able to use all those gold coins that I was able to build up while I was here on earth. Is that what he's talking about? No, no. No, my friends, real treasure is something else. You want to find out what real treasure is? I'll tell you what, go to a hospital and talk to someone who is on their deathbed and ask them what they believe real treasure is. Real treasure to people like that are other people, family, people that they love, their relationships with the people around them. Real treasure to people like that are health. What is real treasure? Real treasure is health. Real treasure is life. And see, what Jesus is talking about is heavenly treasure. Heavenly treasure offers all of these things. What is Jesus talking about treasure? Treasure, eternal life is treasure. Eternity, being able to be around your family and friends is treasure. Anyone who's lost a parent, anyone who has lost a spouse, anyone who has lost a child understands that what, what price can you put on being with those people that you've seen laid to rest? How, how, how much would that be worth to you? You see, Jesus is talking about something else. Treasure is important and it's valuable and it's automatic that we are attracted to it, but we should put our minds on real treasure. And Jesus 
offers all of those things. And there's even something more valuable than all of that. There is eternal life. There is those relationships with one another. There is reunion with our lost, our dead loved ones. Those that that, that you know have expressed this faith, the, those that have called on the name of the Lord, even at the last breath, there is communion face to face with the heavenly Father, with Jesus. That is real treasure. What do you value? What do you consider treasure? Oh, friend, I want to tell you this morning that Jesus offers real treasure. His advice is to set our minds on the type of treasure that cannot rust, to set our minds on the type of treasure that cannot be stolen. Set our minds on the treasure of heaven. Do you want it? That's my take. And that is Inspiration to Go.